2: Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams. Learn to buy and sell cars dot com. We talk about the good, the bad and the ugly. Yeah, in the car business. And let me tell you something. It's about to explode to really get mean, bad and ugly. And I'm wearing my referee uh, shirt today and cap. And I've refereed in my life before and done a lot of coaching But what the most important part of my life right now is being a mentor to you. So you don't get fouled. You don't get clipped. You don't get held. You don't get trapped. All that stuff. And that's why it's more important today than ever before. Let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, let this be an awesome show. Let it come from the Holy Spirit. Give these people wisdom and knowledge let them pray to you let them come to you let them Jeremiah 19:10 to to absorb that scripture knowing that you do have a plan for them help me with my plan and your plan that you've enge- you've enriched me with and give me the desire to go to that next level to teach these people and your and your your flock your people how to buy and sell properly, correctly, order and biblically, and ask this all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, you're going to need some help nowadays. Even the good dealers are getting tough. I'm telling you. I've seen some things lately that's amazed me, and I didn't think I would ever see it. And we'll talk a little bit about that. We're going to bring Scripture. As you know, I, I stated probably on this show or, or on the other shows. I went through a five-day fast. And let me tell you something. If you've never done that, you might consider it. Uh, I guess talk to your doctor or whatever. But I'm going to tell you, uh, it enlightened me. It made me clearer. It it showed me some scriptures. And the Lord told me to write a book about taking scriptures pertaining to the car business today, and maybe even give them some examples in it. So that's what I'm doing right now. But I'm going to tell you, joy comes when you the purpose the Lord's give you, you're fulfilling it. It is a joy to sit down. I'm doing a little bit every morning, a little bit every night to do that. I've got the burning desire to do it. It's fun, and he he brings so much to me. And one of the scriptures he just brought to me uh, is Matthew six 19. Let's talk about that just a minute. Hey, and if you have any questions, you want to talk about anything, 210 340 9585. The number here, 210 340 9585. Get pen and paper just in case you want to write that one down. But also, I'm going to give you my mobile number second half of the show so get pen and paper also this show's going to be rerun uh at on 1160 a.m. at 1 p.m. today tell your friends tell your neighbors if they didn't get a chance to listen go to 1160 1 p.m. today and it's going to rerun number here is 210 340 9585 no dumb question just a, I hope a spirit filled in your mind and I'm going to tell you, the Lord's been talking to me a lot. But just like this scripture, Matthew 6:19, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth when the moth and the rust destroy and where the thieves break in and steal. But store them up where the moth and the rust don't hurt them. Store up yourselves treasures in heaven. I'm going to tell you something. When you're fighting car payments, and I've talked to so many people that's had car payments twenty, thirty, forty years, and when they finally pay one off, and it's not worth much money, they go buy another one. I explained the the diesel truck that uh, we bought and sold for thirty two thousand, man, and it was a fifteen and over a little over a hundred thousand miles. But he bought a new one again at seventy five thousand, paid seventy five thousand or so for that one, and it was worth thirty two thousand after two years. Well, we got to think about treasures. Treasures is tools that we can help others with, and retire and maybe do something else. And I mean everybody's got a ministry in them. Everybody's got a book in them. Everybody's got so much valuable information. They need to store up treasures. But treasures also are relationships. Relationships in helping people. Who can you help if you don't have any money? How can you retire if you don't have any money left? But I don't know. We got to have, and let me tell you, I've walked these shoes. The good news is, Car dealers can drive real nice cars because we can drive them a little bit and make money on them. Well, you don't have that opportunity. So I drove the biggest and the baddest and the best, and man, I'm telling you, I thought I was cool, but nobody else did really. I mean, you know, are we trying to find value in ourselves? Are we trying to find value that somebody looks at us like we're valuable? You know, a lot of people, when I was young, didn't have any money. They thought I was rich because of what I drove. They had the wrong impression on me. I was struggling. I was trying to earn my way. I was trying to prove something. you know. And I never did have the joy and peace that I have today. And things are going through my life, and I do buy and sell off the radio show, and the Lord has shown me there will be a day when that's all I concentrate on. And I'm not far from that. I'm not far from walking away from the big hustle bustle because there's no loyalty in the car business. I can help these dealers every day, and they're going to help me, and they don't. I told a story last Sunday about uh, going out and working a deal for a big time store here in town, and I'd done a lot of business with him. So this guy wanted fifty thousand dollars for a fifty seven T Bird, but this fifty seven T Bird had been restored years ago, and it's starting to show some edge, age, and it had some issues and this, that, and the other. And so it's a nice car, but not a perfect car. And so the car was worth thirty. So I go out and I talk to this gentleman, and he happened to be listening to. He caught me on the radio a time or two, so I had a little credibility with him, and I showed him the issues on the car, and I showed him what was going on, and he was buying a vehicle for his girlfriend. Now, I didn't get on him about that, but that wouldn't have been my... I wouldn't have got rid of the T-Bird to buy something for a girlfriend. Now, a wife's different, a commitment that you know is going to be there, I mean we got to be committed in our decisions, committed in what we're doing, focused on what we're doing. And we may talk about focus a little bit on the second half of the show. But treasures laid up, that's relationships, that's helping people, that's the purpose in our life. You know, I've talked a little bit about this, and I've helped a lot of people off alcohol and drugs. The greatest high I've ever had in my life is when you help somebody get free of drugs and alcohol. And I've never that's never been a problem with me. I've never done drugs, period. And I used to drink alcohol. It never really, I could give it, take it, whatever. I usually needed an excuse to do it. So it depends on the people I hung out with and in, what they influenced me with. But the treasures I was laying up was for nobody, not even for myself. I wasn't even happy with myself without Jesus Christ. I needed something in my life. I needed a purpose in my life. When I accepted Jesus Christ, he took me from a taker. Remember, takers, never happy, never content, never enough. Oh, is me. It's always somebody else. Always got an excuse. And to a giver, content, loving, helping, and understanding what grace is all about. Have you taken hold of grace? Have you really taken hold of the grace that God's given us? And what he's done for us? And what he'll do for you? Have you really studied that? Because too many Christians don't understand grace. You know, they want grace, but they don't give it. It's like reaping and sowing. The more grace you give, the more you'll get, and the more love you'll have, and the more you'll give. And I had somebody ask me the other day, he said, how does that work in the car business? I said, because love covers all. And love does cover all. So where are you at in your walk? Are you laying up treasures that are going to be worth something? Are you laying it up in Cars that are gonna to rust to the ground. Break. What man makes brakes? Nothing's perfect. I had a friend of mine wanting a he said I want a real good two thousand dollar car. I said two thousand works, but the real good I'm not sure there you know, it'd be a miracle to find the right one. Cause what man makes brakes? There's two kinds of cars a Ford and can't afford. I keep telling you all that because it does matter. And so what Are you? And I see so many new cars out there today on black tags. You know, we had a five-second prayer for the loss, the death of the money of all the new cars. I've been and there's a bunch of my neighborhood, and I mean high-dollar cars, and we're talking about twenty thousand-dollar death to that money. It's not coming back. Oh no. And it takes so much money to open up these dealerships every month and going to get even higher. That death of loss that you've taken really hadn't helped that dealer. It kept them in business. It kept them going. And there's some dealerships that make millions a year, and there's some that don't. So that death of that money disappears from your pocketbook, your budget. And, oh, we want to show the love for our children, loney, man, get them some good, cheap transportation, let them tear it up and you don't feel so bad. Oh, it's so many parents that have come to me about buying their son or their daughter a hot rod GTO, Corvette, uh, Mustang GT. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. And they get tickets, and they wreck it, and the relationships goes down the tube, and it follows them around forever and ever. I mean, drive, drive bad driving record. You know, everybody says it disappears after seven years. I'm not sure about that. Your insurance company's got a record of it. Try getting insurance; and they'll look at your previous driving record. That's for sure. But we're, we're willing to lay up treasures on earth. And we're and we're spending our money as fast as we can on high dollar units, and praying and working and making payments, and it's not worth nothing in in the near future. Give us a call here 210-340-9585. And I've had vehicles broken in and stole stolen i I had several, I had two vehicles stolen one year, two vehicles, and it was a place where I was doing business at and I'm talking about a hundred yards away and they would bring the car over after detail and turn the keys in, but somehow some way get the keys back, or maybe it was two keys and I had two cars stolen I've had cars broke in too, to steal the radios, you know, and one one car. One truck was stolen. The window to replace was $600, and the stereo didn't work. They, sold. they stole a, a radio that didn't work. I bet they was fun after they broke the window and worked themselves to get that. Uh, and it cost me another 300 to fix the dash, but they ripped the stereo out and went out, and it didn't work. It was no good. But they thought, oh, man, I'm stealing something, some treasure, you know. Here we go again, treasure. What is tr- treasure to you? Is peace of mind treasure to you? You know, that that's part of knowing the Lord is having peace of mind, enjoying what you do, love life, love people, love forgiveness, giving forgiveness, giving grace. So there's so many treasures that we can have, but too many people are focusing on what they're driving as their treasure. So proud of it. I talk about a guy that gets out of the church I attend, sticks his elbow up on that new Maserati, this was a couple of years ago, and looked around to see who was looking at him to say, hey, this is mine. I'm so proud of it. You know what? I said a prayer for that loss of money. I said a prayer for the loss of money he's going to have trying to keep that thing up. You're talking about lose value. Well, that little darling took a nosedive. So do we... You know, I'm, I'm kidding about that. And I do say I feel sorry for those people because they don't know the loss they've taken. Is it their treasure? They don't care? The good news is... Their money that's going in, maybe they don't honor their money. No, they don't worship their money. You know, money's the root of all evil. Now, well, I believe it. But when you worship it and it goes away, you know, maybe you think about it a little bit. Well, maybe you worship the car more than the money. So, you know, we need to concentrate and focus on what we're laying up, where, where those are at. You know, storing up treasures for heaven or in heaven is not limited to tithing, but is accomplished by all the acts of obedience to God. Are you obey? Have you asked God for what to buy? And then he kind of legion in one direction, you say, oh, Lord, let me pray again. Maybe you didn't hear me. I want this. So he's give you that what you should do. But, oh, no, let's pray again till I change your mind or my mind. And what are, you know, but there's a sense of which giving our money to God's work is like investing in heaven. But our intention should be to seek the fulfillment of God's purpose in all that we do, not merely what we do with our money. Purpose, motives, you know, it's all tied in to peace of mind and having peace in mind in what you're doing. Love, grace, grace. And there'll be a time when you'll look up and say, you know, maybe it's time to retire. So many investors tell me that too many people wake up way too late, decide to save money, and they're a few years from retirement. Of course, some of us don't want to retire. You know, and, and I, I've got a new ministry. I've got a new work ethic because of radio and because of writing. And I want to. I've got 55 years that the Lord is taking me through, and He let me be rotten to the core. He let me be awesome, but nothing would would stick. I didn't lay up treasures in heaven. I was trying to lay up treasure for myself. I was self-centered, and I, I didn't think about nothing else. But you want to lay up treasures that's partly in the money, being able to help people, and retire. But our intentions are to please ourselves too many times. And it's, hey, pride will cost you money. I tell everybody that works for me, pride will cost you money. You get prideful of something, you won't do it. You know, no, I'm never going to do that, and you end up having to do it. You get prideful about a car. I got to have it. I want to buy it. No matter, I don't care what anybody says or do, I want to buy that vehicle. And it happens every day. So can you be a mentor to somebody else? I want to teach you so well that you can teach others, especially your family, especially your kids, because we don't spend enough time with our kids. You know, uh, also, while I'm right here at this point, if you're an awesome web builder builder, and you can build a web, I've got something that's needed in the car business. And I need somebody will would like to partner up with me and build a website that is no longer around because big business bought it and they've destroyed it. And they don't know how to run it. And I've been involved with transportation for many, many years. And if you're a web builder and you'd really, you know, would be interested in coming together with me on something, and, and uh, I can explain it to you if you give me a call, and here's my phone number. I'll give it again all second half, 830 708 4789. And I will give it again if you want to go get uh, uh, a pen and paper for later. Grace is God's spirit in powering you to live with God. God sees far ahead, and He did for me Wow. What about the lady that was dry, flying, was a captain of Southwest Airlines. She lives in Fair Oaks. She goes to Bible study in Fair Oaks, and they talked to her, and she explained what Jesus had done in her life, but you don't hear it on nowhere on radio. You don't hear it from the news media. I'm that same kind of person I've been through. So much, not what she's been through, but so much in my ministry. She's got a ministry now. She brought that airplane down saved, you know safely, but she talks about Jesus and talks about her Bible study. But, oh, no, the news media people don't want to bring that up. Why? We're not ashamed of Jesus Christ and what he's done in my life. She's not afraid. But is a news media afraid They'd rather keep you in the dark. They don't want nobody to know about Jesus. You know, one of the reasons I got on radio, one night I'm walking my dog, and Michael Berry comes on, and for 15 minutes they sung, Me and Jesus got our own thing going. They did better than I did. But anyway... I said, if he can do that for 15 minutes, there must be a ministry somewhere for me. I need to get on there and do that. I need, to, I need to follow the purpose God's given me. I need to follow the desires he's put in me, the pushing he does. And he don't push hard. He lightly pushes. And I've learned that. This lady's learned that. She's. The Lord prepared her, and she was in the Navy. She flew all kinds of airplanes. But, you know, we don't think women can fly. She did an awesome job. What limits you in your thinking? Stop and think about that a minute. What limits us in thinking she couldn't fly airplanes? She brought it down in a a terrible situation and brought it safely. But she tells you. She's got peace of mind. She's got Jesus in her heart. She studies the Bibles. She's prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually. Peace of mind. She had peace of mind when this was happening. What would happen if somebody, what would have been the first thought of somebody that's a pure heathen? I'm going to die. go to hell. Well, we talk about that. You know, I always bring that up about 18 near-death experienced people, but not her. She knew the Lord was with her. She knew the Holy Spirit was with her. and She talks about the Holy Spirit, I've been told. Now, I haven't heard the whole message. But she talked about how the Holy Spirit helped her and guided her and brought it down. But do you have that opportunity? Do you have the Holy Spirit leading and guiding you in your purchases? God wants to help us in our purchases whether it's a small one or a big one. Steve Sorensen, my mentor, he'll tell you. You know, I make all kinds of purchases, but my wife and I are in agreement if it's over $25. And he won't buy a car until he prays about it and waits 24 hours. And these salesmen tell you, this is the greatest deal in the world, and you can't have it tomorrow. The next day it's cheaper than it was the day before. Do they tell the truth? Oh, mercy, mercy me. Here's a lady that's got the Holy Spirit help her land that airplane in an unbelievable situation. Do you want the Holy Spirit in your life? Have you asked Him to come in your life? Has He helped you? But are you the one of those that I just mentioned a while ago that you're going to pray till you convince yourself that God's telling you to buy that brand new high dollar Mercedes, BMW, Ford truck, diesel truck? You know, I look cool in it. I don't care it loses 20000 when I drive off the showroom floor. I tell a story about first time I saw a Cadillac, a new Cadillac, $40,000. And the salesman said, you need it for your wife. I said, I'm going to buy it when it's 6000 He said, oh, are you nuts? I said, no, it'll be there in five or six years. I buy it for 6000 and drive it thin. And it'll be a lot more fun after it's 35000 cheaper. But, I mean, you know, make good common sense. Let the Holy Spirit lead you, guide you, give you wisdom and knowledge. Pray for wisdom. He'll give you the wisdom. Pray for knowledge. Pray for opportunities. Pray to be a mentor. Hey, do you love serving? Serve everybody, even if they don't like you or not. Serve everybody if you don't like them or not. Because let me tell you, the joy of the Lord will come upon you, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and in your life you'll have peace of mind. That's what I want you, peace of mind in your purchases. Because the worst purchase we can make is transportation. Man, it eats money, loses money, costs money. Man, every time you talk about it, it's money. God bless you, I'll be right back, get pen and paper. Give us a call, 210-340-9585. That's 210-340-9585. Tell your friends and neighbors to tune in. We've got 30 more minutes. God bless you.
1: North Park Toyota of San Antonio is an auto dealership where you can buy from a dealer that truly cares most about your complete satisfaction before and after the sale. North Park Toyota San Antonio is the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's most exclusive and prestigious award, the President's Cabinet Award for 2013, 2014, and now 2015. This award recognizes operational superiority North Park Toyota of San Antonio, I-35 South, exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now, back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR
2: Hello, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I want the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's, you know, cars are worth something. But too many times, the dealerships now need to make more money. And so they got to own your trades cheaper. I beat CarMax nine out of 10 times, beat them again this last week a couple of times. Uh, I beat new car dealers constantly. And I've told you the story about the owner of one dealership said, Randy, you're lying. You know, you're telling everybody that you pay more than we do. For cars, I said, well, when your friends come in, who do you call for more money? Uh, well, I said, and you just wholesale twenty cars, and y'all made almost forty thousand dollars. Uh, I, did y'all give them all the money the cars are worth? Well, and then he got upset and left. We're still friends, though. I told the truth. Sometimes the truth hurts, but if I state something, I'll back it up. I guarantee you. Call me eight three zero. 708 4789. You hear me state something and you, you want to dispute it, give me a call. I'll be glad to talk to you about it. Because I'm going to tell you something. I've walked these shoes, both good, the bad, and the ugly. I've been there. I've been a good heathen. But I don't want to be a heathen no more. I want to be the best Christian mentor to you I can be. And that's why I talk so much about grace. You know, I don't, I'm not sure there's many car salespeople or dealers that can spell grace. They want the best deal, the best price, the best everything, but they sure don't want to give to the customers when they walk in. And let me tell you something, folks. It's going to get worse, not better, because overhead keeps continuing to go up. Manufacturers keep pump, pumping out these cars because they want to outsell everybody, outdo everybody. Their overhead's gone up, so they got to make more money, you know. So, you know, that's the key. What are you doing about it? You know, even not that you're doing the old things wrong, but new things have come in on this business and changed. And what we're going to talk about now is still in Matthew, still came up with it, the uh, Matthew 6, chapter 22. The eyes is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Then if then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? You know, your focus can be out of line, and, you know, that darkness will affect your eye and your mind. You know, spiritual vision is our capacity to see clearly what God wants us to do and to see the world from his point of view. But this spiritual insight can be easily clouded or got out of focus Self-serving desires and interests and goals block that vision. It's it out of focus. Serving God is the best way to restore it. A good eye is one that is fixed on God. A good eye. What has that eye got to do in buying a vehicle? This scripture fits carbine, and I'm going to put it in my book. And I'm probably going to get a little more detail than I am today, because I've not thoroughly studied it enough, absorbed it enough, had the Holy Spirit lead me and guide me enough, because I just got this scripture to put in the book. But our eyes control our mind. What we see, you got to have it. You know, my passion used to be old cars, hot rods, sports cars, muscle cars, and it was a passion. Now, when does a passion get out of control when there's never enough? And I got to have the best. And I don't have one of them. I don't have one of them. I got to have it. That passion. I looked up one day and I got 40 antique cars and hot rods. You, I can only drive one. I'm insuring all of them, but I'm driving one. I'm, that's another story about insurance. How can we own more than one car? We're only driving one car, but we have to insure all of them at the full pop. Won't they insure us instead of all of them 40? So, but now Jesus Christ came to me in my life and changed my life. Remember Acts 2, 37, the word penetrated my heart. Now it's a pleasure old cars are. I enjoy them. I like working on them. I like driving them. And they're for sale immediately. I don't I'm not attached to them. It's not a passion. It's not hard to turn them loose. So our eyes control our mind. But when take a spotting scope and have it out of focus. You see trees, you may not see the deer, you see something moving. But sometimes our interest, our desires, our emotions can get our eyes out of focus. And when we get them out of focus, the world comes in on us, the darkness comes in on us, and we're going to make decisions that we shouldn't. We're going to sign a contract. You know, how committed are we? We're signing contracts. We're looking at them. We're not in focus. When you're looking at that contract, you're missing things. They're packing payments. They're charging you for things. I saw a contract the other day. And as we know, all the window stickers have, and I need to explain this for people to understand, when you buy a new car, there's transportation on there, destination charge, transportation, whatever. And it's averaged out, even though, let's say, you bought a a Toyota from here in town, and it was built in San Antonio. It's $900 transportation or something like that on a Chevy Tahoe built in Dallas, $900 transportation. They average that out all the way around the cost. So everybody has an equal advantage. So, you know, but now they'll put another delivery charge on over $1,000. That's ridiculous. That's just free, free money, profit to a dealer. Saw people sent me a deal and said, What is this, Randy? sealants two hundred eighty. Uh Scotch guard five hundred and eighty dollars. I said, Go down there and buy you a five dollar can of Scotch guard. You don't need to buy and I've got a friend of mine that got it Scotch Guarded and they charged him four hundred and something dollars. And I made fun of it. And he said, Yeah, but it's gonna protect my interior. He spilled coffee on it. Guess what? Couldn't get it out, didn't protect it. So you can buy that same Scotch car. Sealants. That's just wax. They're going to wax every one of them to shine up so you'll buy it. But they charge it. Saw another one. People call me up. Said, do we have to pay for detail on this car? I said, what do you mean? Said, we're buying a used car, and the dealer's charging us for detail. I said, that's, no. They're going to detail all the cars to sell them. Don't pay that. Argue with them. Well, we've been arguing with them and they're not going to take it off. I said, Well, walk. Don't pay it. I guarantee they'll call you back to to buy the unit. They said also they're charging us two hundred and fifty uh to transfer it. I said, that's out of line, but the state lets anybody do here's how great the state is. They you can a dealer can charge whatever they want to transfer one, make sure everything's legal, everything's proper. And so all you got to do is turn your figure into the state, and they okay it. And I mean, most of them are 100, 100 and a quarter, but I've seen them 250, 300. And so the state says, we're going to regulate it. We're going to show you how to regulate it. So send us in what you're doing. I've never heard of them turning anybody down. So what kind of regulation is that? Somebody paying them. I guarantee you these new car dealers said, hey, Let's do this, and and we'll make sure you get elected. I th- I think that's how that deal come along. And then when I got in a discussion yesterday with some people over at the swap meet in New Brunswick, and uh, man, just all the things that goes on in the car business. There was three guys there, and they were telling me what's happened recently to them, and how just everything. You know, it's you got to be prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually to handle what they'll fire at you. But the problem is, we're out of focus. We let our eyes fall in love, and then when it comes time to sign that contract, our focus goes away. We let our eyes make a decision that we can pay for that unit, and we're thinking about one thing, the monthly payment. We forget about insurance. We forget about upkeep. We forget about maintenance. We forget about... Tires are going to wear out. Brakes are going to wear out. We're going to need something. What man makes brakes? We forget about that. Now, our focus is is not clear on that. Our focus is I want I love that car. I look good in that car. Man, I'm. I work hard, rewarding yourself, talking yourself into it. I'm gonna pray the Lord till He agrees with me. Is that what you want? Or I'm gonna ask my buddy till He agrees with me. And your buddy's in worse shape than you are. I had some people were telling me that their brother-in-law went with them. And after they got through with the deal, they compared notes. And the brother-in-law, who was the third base who was supposed to be advising them, he owed more money and he was more troubled than his brother-in-law that he was helping. Lots of times these third basements don't have nothing invested. That's good. And i take two or three third basemen with you. That's your friends helping you out because they don't have nothing in the game. The pressure's not on them, not coming out of their budget. And sometimes they can see things that are thrown at you that you're not. But if you're so prideful, know it all, you're not a good third baseman. you got to be humble, listening, pay attention, and want the best for whoever you're there with. Because lots of times you can take a person in there that's worse off than you, that's made all the bad decisions. You know, I like taking, I think you used to take a person that your car's paid for. Yeah. Ask that person, I want you to go with me, help me out. What do you owe on your car? Oh, 15000 too much. My payment's 800 and I still owe 60 months. I've been paying on it a year or two. You know, that's not the person you want to take. I've talked to so many people and got them mentally, spiritually ready to walk in these dealerships. And that's what you've got to do. You're not gonna believe what I'm seeing. You're not believing what I'm reading. I'm right on the there on the edge with all of this stuff. And I get stuff called in. And the F and I is about to be on steroids. The adding payments on contracts are gonna be on steroids stealing your trades going to be on steroids they got to make more money and it's never enough why would billionaires own 60 70 80 dealerships if they're not cash cows why not why will they pay unbelievable amount of money for these dealerships if they're not cash cows see there's so much that you don't understand about this business that's why I'm not this book, but the next book's going to be called The Big Secret. And I, I have a song on another radio station. Good news travels like, bad news travels like wildfire. Good news travels slow by Johnny Cash. But bad news don't travel in the car business like wildfire. There's so many dealers out there that rip people off, and they're still in business today. It don't spread around. Are we ashamed of it? Are we in the dark is it a big secret to us or do we what's expectations in ourselves when we buy are we convincing ourselves we're doing the right things we convince ourselves so strong that when we make mistakes and have a bad purchase that we think we've done it right you know one or two years in there you finally come out of the ether on these deals and you finally come up with what you think is the best, and you figure out now it's time to get rid of. Oh man! And here comes the radio commercials. If you hate your car, you hate your payment. Oh man! Yes, we're gonna take care of you. Come on in here. When you think they're Santa Claus or what? If you believe these dealers are gonna take care of you, I won't say you land in the park. I wrote it. I wrote the. Deed out on a piece of toilet paper. But uh, I'll say you lend a park. Yeah. You know, if you believe that, yeah, I guarantee you. They're going to take your problems away. They're going to give you too much. They're going to release. But you better watch out if they kick, kick the trade. Uh, I had some people tell me they got their trade kicked. They owed too much. They owed 15000 too much. So they go in this dealership. And he helped them. He really did. Yeah, he kicked the trade. He didn't pay it off. They let it get delinquent. They called the, the finance company, told them, hey, we've got this car. You need to pay us 500 and you can pick it up. So they picked up 500 by getting these people repoed. Then they didn't pay it off. Now their credit is really bad. It wasn't real good before, but it was fixable. Now it's a disaster. Kick the trade. Yeah. You know, I said, did y'all look at the contract? No, not really. They showed us some figures, and we just signed. Well, they didn't show you the figure on your trade-in, did they? No. Well, I got news for you. You got to live with this for seven years. Well, now we're trying to rent a new apartment, and they see that we couldn't pay for the car. And our credit's bad. How does that affect you in the long run? Because your eye was out of focus. Your eye was out of focus on signing that contract. You know, and so you need to readjust it with Jesus Christ. Readjust it with God. Get Him in your life. Get Him in your spirit. He wants to be your friend. I feel sorry for these Christians that don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can have it. Everyone out there can have it. I mean, if he took me in, he'll take anybody. I'm telling you, I was full of pride, greed, and the Joneses tried to keep up with me. And I didn't care. I didn't care about you. You buried. That's your problem. Now I feel sorry for people. I've got feelings that I didn't have before. I got desires to help people I didn't have before. I got desires to teach and be a mentor that I didn't have before. But you've you know what I'm doing sometimes is hard to understand. So if you've got questions, you can call me on my mobile eight three oh seven oh eight four seven eight nine. If you got a quick question, two ten three four oh ninety five eighty five. And remember, Saturday afternoon at one o'clock, this show's gonna be replayed on eleven sixty AM. Thank you, Barry, thank you, Baron, thank you, Michael. I love this radio station. It's the best in town, KSLR and 1160. Maybe there'll be a day when I have a live show on 1160. We'll pray about it, and if the Lord's will, we'll be there. Love to have it. You know, and I've got a station that I get 10 to 15 calls a day, people asking questions. And what's good about these people asking questions, just like you'd call? It's because other people are getting the same questions have the same questions, and they're getting answered. Lots of people out there got the same car, so they got an idea what their vehicle's worth. Because I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It don't matter. Go to my website, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Describe your car. Look at it like you're buying it. Walk out there and spend 10, 15 minutes. You don't be like the lady in at my church. She walks in and says, Hey, get it. She calls them. She don't walk in. I'm sorry. She calls them. Get it ready. Get the paperwork ready. I won't be in and out of there in 30 minutes. Man, is that the wrong way to do that? She said, that's the way I've been doing it for years, and that's the way I'm going to do it. Hey, she must have a lot of money because I'm going to tell you something. You That's like letting the fox in the in the chicken house, in the hen house. you going to let them pick out the car? You're going to tell them what you want, but they're going to pick the car out, and they're going to have the paperwork ready, and they already know you're going to rush in and out. time you get out the door, Bubba, you're in trouble. And she don't even know it. She's so prideful thinking that she's doing it her way, and she's letting somebody else control the decision, the paperwork, the contract, and all she's doing is looking at the car, running in there, signing the papers, and out in less than 30 minutes. Is 30 minutes more valuable to you than $10,000? Do you work? Do you make that kind of money? That's about what this deal probably costs that lady. And I don't care. There's no friends in the car business. There's no loyalty in the car business. Somebody's going to come around. Yeah. Hey, if they don't like you, they're going to walk out. And she said, I I was talking to a lady the other day. And the salesman was so friendly. I just had to buy from him. He worked so hard. He spent four hours with me. And I said, "Yeah, now you're here trying to figure out what? What are you gonna do with it that? You you owe ten thousand more than what they you could have bought the car for, and it's lost ten thousand driving off the showroom floor. So now you're twenty thousand upside down, and you want to try to figure it out. But the guy was so nice, so friendly. They're We're trained that way. We're taught that way. Because if we're not, you'll walk out. You'll leave us. And we won't get a commission. And I want the commission. And then this guy was telling me he found out about a salesman. He was showing them all, look at my family. I've got three kids, and I've got a wife. But oh, I don't let my wife work because we need homeschool. We need the best for our children. We need the best for her. And we're doing it right. He putting a con on him. He didn't have any children, he wasn't married. You think he'd lie to you? Man, they'll tell you anything to sign you up. They're trained assassins, trained with abilities and talents in closing you. And they go to their friends and their neighbors and, and, and that's the easy sales because oh I want to help him out. Oh he's my friend, he's my neighbor. You know, I want to take care of him. Well, what about him taking care of you? I talk about many times about a friend of mine that I beat prices on. His son was the top salesman of the dealership, and he got mad because I beat his son's price. I told him, I said, it's the owners and the managers that tell him what to do. Don't get mad at your son. They ended up matching the price because they didn't want to lose the sale. But why didn't they do that at first? Do they do they try to get all they can get, or do they think people are gullible? I don't know. But I'm telling you, it's it's a mad, mad world out there, and you're in the middle of it. So give us a call anytime, 830-708-4789. Love to talk to you about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like to buy your car. Go to learn dot and uh, go through the easy process. I told a gentleman go to FTC.gov, FTC.gov. Find your credit score. Look at your credit hard. Make sure there's no issues, no mistakes, stuff that you paid and taken off. Somebody trying to steal your identity. Go through it real hard. And then this is all on LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. And then also go talk to a bank, credit union, get your financing. Indirect lending. I've told you about the violations on indirect lending and the fines that banks are paying as the dealers are doing it, and they give them a cheap rate. These indirect lendings, usually two, two and a half percent, and then it's real easy. They want you convenient. Come on in here. We've already got you financed. We got you this great rate at seven percent. I had a guy call me the other day, had 800 score signed up at 9% 9% interest. I said, Are you nuts? He said, Well, they told me it's a great rate. So I got him hooked up with uh, Randolph Brooks and got 1.9. He said, You saved me 7% interest. I said, Yeah. I said, That dealer was going to make that 7% interest. Now, what did they get you for extended warranty? He said, Got me for uh, 5,000 extended warranty. I said, Cancel that. Get the money. I said, because you can buy extended warranty, what would you do, Randy? I said, I'd take it in with 2,000 miles left before the warranty expired, and I'd tell them, check everything on it, see if it's up to date. And I guarantee you, Ford and everybody else in the world, I've got a new warranty company. Oh, I've been dealing with them a long time. They've got a better warranty than the factory and cheaper. The factory wants to make all the money. They're hey. This is a dictatorship. The, the factories are dictators, and they dictate what they can sell, what they've got, what the equipment is, this, that, and the other. You don't think so? That's part of it. So they're out to get bigger and better and never enough. That gets back to that, you know. But you've got to get your eye focused on what you need, what you afford, what your budget is, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be my best. And leading, in, guiding you, be your mentor on your next purchase. Go to learn to buyandsellcarscom and be sure to give me a call, at 830-708-4789. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I need some old cars and old trucks. I got some cargo vans at a great, unbelievable price. They're coming off a lease. They're low, under 15,000 miles, and you save about $12,000. Got some passenger vans the same way. You got a daycare or a hotel. Give me a call and I want your old ones. God bless you. I love you, San Antonio.